For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. my culinary comrades, my taste buds. We are making progress here on Munch Madness, here on House of Carbs, a food podcast on the Ringer Food Channel. Today it is a matchup, a, a clash of the titans. Spokane, Washington, Kelly Olenek from the Detroit Pistons is on to, to, to wax poetic about his experience at Gonzaga in Spokane. And none other than world-famous chef Wiley Dufresne. You know him from his iconic, legendary restaurants in New York. He hails from Providence, Rhode Island, and sowed his cooking seed at El Forno in Providence, Rhode Island. The dude comes on to talk us all the way through the Providence, Rhode Island food scene. My friends, let's just get in that belly. We're going in a little bit of a different direction today. We're taking a belly tour of Providence, Rhode Island, home of Providence College, who just made a very successful run in this NCAA tournament. And we were sort of going through alumni of Providence College and alumni of other schools there in in Providence. And we ran across the fact that a world-famous chef that none other then our beloved hungry homie, Dave Chang, refers to as one of the best and most important chefs that America has ever produced. This chef was born in Providence. And while that all by itself might be relevant to our pursuit of the succulent Cinderella story that we're chasing down here, we also confirm to our own satisfaction that this gentleman had some experience. Uh, in fact, before he became a world-famous chef, uh, he did some cooking 
He began perhaps his, his culinary career in Providence at one of the iconic Italian restaurants there. So we, we, we said, you know what? We got to at least ask. We see if we can get this guy. And lo and behold, I don't know what, what Dave Chang and Chris Ying did behind the scenes, but Wiley Dufresne, welcome to House of Carbs. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so glad that the other guy couldn't make it. So you guys had to call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is our uh, honor and our privilege. Um, we want to met, make a little bit of a background around your own Providence, uh, Rhode Island experience. Obviously born there, obviously did some cooking there, but you've, you've done some eating there as well, I take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm born in Providence, Rhode Island. My first restaurant job was in the Olympia Tea Room at 11 years old in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. Um I, uh, and, and I worked in Al Forno's, you know, that was, that was an affirmative moment, uh, time in my culinary career. And, you know, I've had a lot of Dells and a lot of autocrat and been to Haven brothers. And I like me, uh, a hot wiener every time I can. <laughs> um, in, in terms of your opportunities to, to get to Providence and do, do any eating there, um, how often are you able to get back? Um, well, you know, I used to go fairly regularly when when I had family there, but sadly, you know, my my grandparents um, have both passed away in the last decade or so, and so I haven't had as much occasion to go as I would like. Um, I did try to uh, make a little bit of a boondoggle up there pre-COVID to try some donuts because there's some really. If I was in the donut business for a couple of years, and there's some fine donuts made in uh, the town of Providence. And so I wanted to go up and see what the good folks that need were up to, but I foolishly went on a day when they were closed. So I was, I, yeah, I was standing, I was standing in the window trying to pull myself up and didn't get to go, but that was, that was my last uh, trip that I can remember. But I mean, it's, it's still a great, a great food town. And, you know, the guys up at North are doing amazing stuff and there's just, there's just, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty cool for, for such a small place, you know, it's got some great stuff. Yeah. So this is exactly why it jumped off the page at us when we were sitting down. What we did it was very scientific. We took all of the teams from the women's bracket and all of the teams from the men's bracket in this year's NCAA and just kind of went through the towns and circled the ones that looked like they were of interest to us. And we tried to be sort of geographically fair about it. But when I, you know, I, I was very happy for Providence College to be in the NCAAs this year because I adore Providence food. I've been very lucky over the years uh, between my travels from Washington, D.C., where I'm based and live to get up to New England with some frequency and lots of trips through Providence and to Providence. And, you know, both the Italian food scene up there and the seafood scene up there, just uh, impeccable. So I was very psyched to, to have the opportunity to talk to somebody about Providence food. I really feel like it's one of the most underrated food cities in, in America. So it fits our purposes for this exercise brilliantly. On, on the ones and the twos, my producer with the perfect palate, Craig Horlbeck, is on the line here. And one of the things that we've been doing on um, this Munch Madness tour is kind of going through a scouting report. So Craig's done a little bit of scouting of the current restaurant scene in Providence and wants to bounce some places off of you, hear your reaction to, to what he's uh, identified 
and sort of talk through what the scene seems to consist of at this moment. Okay. Yeah. So typically, um, I try and find restaurants that are, are closer to, to the college itself. So some of these might be a little bit more located to actually Providence College, but I also tried to get some that are just kind of the more famous spots in Providence. So you let me know what I missed, what I got right, um, what you loved, what you've never heard of, and, and tell me how I did, okay? All right. All right, so I'm just going to run through about 10, 10 spots here, uh, according to my research. So I did get the two donut spots you mentioned, Need and PV Donuts. There's a- PV, PV Donuts and Need, great, great stuff. Yep. Okay, the rest of them are. Here's what I got. Flat the flatbread company, Eastside Pockets, Mike's Calzones, Haven Bros Diner, Los Andes, Troop, Olneyville, New York System, Alforno, Waterman Grill, The Grange, Caserta Pizza, The Village PVD, Johnny's Chimmy Place, and Big King. Nice. You got some great ones on there. I mean, Haven Brothers is a huge, I mean, they've been there forever, you know, and they still pull in New York. I mean, New York, geez, Providence, Rhode Island is where the diner originated, you know, and everybody likes a diner. At least I know you guys like a diner. It's where the diner, like the idea of the diner originated. Is yes. that what you're saying? Oh. Diner, as we all know it in America, originated in Rhode Island. Wow. And the good people at Haven Brothers have been doing it since like the 1880s. And it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool what they do. Um, I've been going to Haven Brothers since I was a kid. My dad uh, is a lover of diners. And, um, you know, it is something unique to us as Americans, diners. It's something that, that, that nobody else has. Um, you know, I think you could make an argument that the two really significant contributions we have made to the culinary landscape are, are diners and barbecue. Um, they're the uniquely American things. And, and Haven Brothers is an oldie and a goodie. And like I said, they pull into Providence. They drag the cart in there still to this day, um, every day, every day. But I have the best memories of going there as a kid, having hot dogs, celery salt. You know, celery salt is, again, a very Providence thing is celery salt on a hot dog. And, you know, people say you want ketchup, you want mustard. I said, I want celery salt. Be like, What are you talking about? Celery salt. I, I recommend celery salt on your hot dog next time. It's, it's I've never different. even heard of that. Me either. Well, you know, House, you should get out more, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a great point. I agree with you. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. It's such a good it's such a good seasoning, but I mean, it really takes your hot dog up to another level. And then you know, you talked about New York system. That's an Onlyville New York system. While we're on the hot dog, the hot dog thing, you know. Rhode Island has a pretty cool hot dog culture because they've got the New York system, which comes out of like the old Greeks trying to to make sure that they differentiated themselves from the Coney Island hot dog, which is kind of funny that they they chose in Providence to call it a New York system. But it's also a hot wiener or if you're really local and I don't have a great Providence accent, it's called the Gaga, you know, and that's a hot dog. And um it's, 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 it's fun. You know, hot wieners, it's a, it's a pork, it's a pork hot dog typically, um, with the casing. Um, it, it's, it's great. You know, Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, take their hot dogs seriously. You know, you got the hot wiener or the New York system style. Only Villa is like the most famous version of that. Um, and then you got the soggies, which is another great hot dog, but you don't see those. Those are only in like markets at supermarkets and like little stands. So it's cool that they've got two different kinds of hot dogs that again, nobody knows about these hot dogs. And then, you know, here in New York, we're a huge hot dog town, but, but uh, Providence, they, they, they don't mess around with their hot dogs. And then you're supposed to have those with like an autocrat, you know, the original, the, the official drink of Rhode Island. 
is coffee milk. And you're really supposed to have a New York system or a soggy with a coffee milk, which has been the official drink of Rhode Island for years. It goes back to like World War II stuff when they were theoretically pouring milk through old coffee grounds and seasoning it with sugar as a way to stretch things. Um, and it's it's the official drink of Rhode Island. I have no idea what the official drink of any other state is, but coffee milk is still to this day one of my favorites. Well, let me interrupt you there. And and I want to hear about some more of these other items and places that um, Craig mentioned. But how does the 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 kind of hot dog that you're describing and, and a coffee milk? I want to hear <laughs> it from the perspective of, of you know, a, a person with a genuine perfect palate. How do those two that that marriage doesn't sound as a, as a bit like a, a bedfellows necessarily to me. I mean, it works for me. I mean, the same way you might think of like going to a diner and grabbing a cup of coffee with those, with, with some of those things, hot dogs, you know, New England style, baked beans, slaw, whatever, okay. if you're, you know, if you're an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old kid and you think about swapping out sweet coffee flavored milk, um, you know, chocolate milk's delicious. Um, Plain milk is certainly great, but coffee milk is where it's at, really. I mean, I just it works. It, it's it's delicious. You know, it starts to approximate in many ways the cereal milk at the bottom of the bowl. Um, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It's pretty special. Like did I you said, did you export that up to Dew's Donuts? Yeah, we had that on the menu. You could order a doozy at Dew's and you yeah. could get a, you get a donut, you get a donut and you get a, a, a two ounce cup of coffee milk. Um, and we brought autocrat coffee syrup in from Rhode Island. Um, you know, it's like ketchup. You know, people want to make their own ketchup, make their own coffee milk. You got to go Heinz and you got to go autocrat. Um, it's made in, you know, the syrup, I believe, is made, I think, in, in Lincoln, Rhode Island, still to this day. Um, and it's delicious. Yeah, you could. I mean, unfortunately, the donut shop's not around, but the doozy was the way to go. Donut yeah. coffee milk. Amazing. All right, Craig, what works a couple of the other places? I believe Los Andes is a really popular spot that popped up everywhere. Uh, Al Forno, you said where Wiley worked. Waterman Grill, The Grange, Caserta Pizza, The Village, Johnny Chimmy's Place, and Big King. Any of those stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, Al Forno's is great. I worked at Al Forno's. Obviously, they have a reputation, you know, that's bigger than the state and well-deserved. Uh, you know, I, were, I was fortunate enough to work the grilled pizza station at Al Forno's, uh, you know, as a 20-year-old, and that was a pretty awesome experience. And that was part of what sent me down the path of working in restaurants. So, you know, uh, George and Joanne, uh, our, our lovely people, George is no, sadly no longer with us. Joanne, you know, amazing. They're, they're great people. They're great ambassadors, you know, to the, to the food scene and, and, and great proponents of new England food. And, you know, the grilled pizza was, was obviously their, their invention and pretty, pretty special. And I, I had the good fortune of when I worked there actually working the pizza station. So that was pretty cool for me. Um, and, and again, they're, they, you know, they're, they're down on the water downtown and it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's got all the awards that it should, and it deserves it because, you know, it's, they were so far ahead of the curve in many ways in terms of making amazing, delicious, simple, super fresh, local, local food. I mean, you know, Rhode Island, you don't get better clams, stuff like that. I mean, that again, fried clams, stuffy stuff, clams. That's, you know, that's, that's where, that's where it's at in Providence. The, the uh, quag? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Call hog. Call hogs are great. Call, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the one that's always kind of funny, right. Is, is, is Rhode Island clam chowder. Like, 
I don't know if there's anybody that really likes Rhode Island clam chowder that's from Rhode Island because it's not delicious. I hate to say it. it's going to get me in big trouble, right? Because um, I'm a huge chowder guy. And, you know, New England clam chowder is the king. I think that maybe, maybe New York is the prince. But Rhode Island clam chowder, it's, it, you know, New England has the cream. New York has the tomato. Rhode Island has neither. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Clam stock is made better with cream, in my opinion. But again, I, I know you're going to say, I'm sure like I, when I walk out the door, a couple of Buddy Cianci's old friends are going to come looking for me. So I should be careful. <laughs> One of the things that we've been talking with folks uh, as we've been on this culinary journey, it has been, you know, what what are the best restaurants for for kids kind of on a, on a student's budget, right? Like where where would the kids from Providence College or from RISD or from Brown, where, where are they gravitating towards? Because you know they're they're coming out of pocket um, for for their meals. Well, you had some up in there, the pizza spot there. That's great. Um, what was it? You uh, flatbread company? No, the pizza one. Um, uh, you said it towards the Mike's end. Mike's Calzones. Oh, uh, Village PVD. Uh, Mike's Calzones, delicious, great stuff there. You know, again, there's such a good Italian community, um, up in New York, in Providence. I keep saying New York, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Providence. <laughs> um, you know, Mike's Calzone is great. Those guys do a great job. Again, there's, there's such a, you know, up on federal Hill, there's such a great community of, of, uh, you know, Italian community of amazing ingredients and stuff like that. So uh, that's a great spot. I mean, Caserta Pizzeria, is that what you're talking about? Stuff. What's that? Caserta Pizzeria, was that the one? Caserta, yeah, thank you. Caserta's is awesome. Um, their pizzas are delicious. Um, that's definitely a must-stop on, on the way through for me, is grabbing a slice at, at Caserta's. Uh, is there anything that distinguishes Caserta's um, pizza? You know, we've had various folks on um, from, from all over the country describing the approach to pizza. Is there anything about that Rhode Island pizza experience that sets it apart? Uh, no, I think that they're just doing a, they're doing, a, you know, a good example of it. You know, I think that there's a lot of people that, that don't under pizza is one of those things that is so ubiquitous that it, it becomes, um, it gets taken for granted. Like it, it, it becomes so universal that people don't really appreciate it. And, and, you know, that's why I did, I started this pizza, this I'm working on a pizza concept right now. And we just did a six month pop-up uh, here in union square called stretch. And the whole idea behind the name stretch was that the, just the simple art of making a pizza is, is, is so ubiquitous that it, it becomes underappreciated, but there's such magic and poetry to, to watching somebody do anything that they're really good at. And, you know, we wanted to pay an honor and tip our hats to the folks that are doing really great versions of these things. And, and because, you know, uh, it, it, even even someone that makes bad pizza, watching them stretch the pizza is magical. And, you know, and so uh, we wanted to to acknowledge that with a name like Stretch and, and you know, uh, Calzones, pizzas, they're they're great. But, you know, it's it's not as easy as you might think to find a good version of it. Well, New England does have a, a in my own experience, you know, I was at Worcester. Massachusetts for four years, and I've made it back a fair number of times and also have been up to New England. The Greek influence on like New England pizza, especially um, something that that I hadn't uh, any exposure to down in the Washington, D.C. area. And Washington is still kind of finding itself as a pizza town. But the, the New England, you know, I was lucky enough to, tr to get both New Haven pizza and 
as well as you know the the versions that have that sort of Greek imprint. Up yeah, and, and you can't go wrong. I mean, Caserta's is awesome. They got square pies, you know. So that's that's also where it's at. You know, Sicilian square pies, deep, deep like that. That's they're they're they do a really good square. So that's you know that's that's something to have. So w- one of the other things that we've been exploring with folks um, has been, uh, you know, where would you take your parents? Your parents have come into town and they have, you know, uh, the, the me, the credit card. Where, where are you going to go um, with your parents to get, you know, something that you can't pay for out of your own pocket? You mentioned Federal Hill. Plenty of great choices there. Is there one place that stands out? Is it El Forno or is there somewhere else? I mean, Alforos is great, um, particularly if mom and dad are paying. Um, you know, that's always that's always great. I love what they're doing at North. You know, he's really good. Um, what kind and, of food is North? Well, he's you know he's got sort of his own style, to be honest. But he worked for um, he worked for Chang. Okay. And, and he's doing some really good, uh, good stuff up there. Delicious, delicious stuff. You know, he's a great guy. I love what he does. Uh, what about, so I, w- the other thing we do is we talk about if somebody's visiting Providence and you have to give them one recommendation, one food that they have to try before they leave in a weekend in Providence, what are you picking? Oh, what am I picking in Providence? Yes. I mean, Dell's, you got to get a Dell's, man. Dell's lemonade. Oh yeah, uh, the world famous get, Dell's lemonade. You got to get a Dell's lemonade, man. You got to You got to get a Dell's lemonade. So I've never even heard of that. Can you describe that to me? What is it? Frozen lemonade? Just regular lemonade? What is it? It's lemonade with chunk. It's it's like a frozen lemonade with chunks of lemon in it. Oh. And it it sounds very simple. It's like a lemon ice almost, but it's got actual chunks of the pith in it. And it's just, it's amazing. It's spectacular. It's so delicious. And it's so smart because there's Italian ices are great, but no one, no one had, had done that till those guys did. It's still a family run business. There's still Dell's trucks everywhere. There used to be a Dell's truck right outside my school. So you would get out of school and, and, and just wait online the same way, you know, like I think of here in in New York city, it's like a Mr. Softy, but in, in Providence, it's Dell's. You got to get a Dell's. So it sounds to me like the the play is a hot addition, dog with some celery salt. That's, that's what I'm going for, right? Like is, you you, you is, said coffee milk, it. but I'd rather I think I'd rather do the Dell's. I'd like you know kind of that sharp, sweet, um, tart experience with the Dell's. You know that frozen kind of thing. And then the, you talked about the elevated impact of the celery salt on the dog. It feels like a, a pop and it feels like there's kind of a sharp and maybe a little bit of that acidic from the pork dog, right? Don't those two go together? Yes. Yes. You got, you got to get all those, man. You got to get all those. Definitely. Do you, do you recommend a dog from Haven Bros or from Olneyville? Yes. i mean i like haven brothers is a diner so haven brothers is is like a full is a full experience um you know onlyville new york system is a hot dog thing and you know the way that old hot dog thing started with the new york system was it's 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 in a steamed bun and they lay them on their arm and, and and it's buns up and down the arm and it's like boom 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 dog you get the onions you get the meat sauce you get all of it. It's called all the way. And like, if you want to be cool, you go get three dogs all the way. 
And and that's that's what you get. And it's a fucking glorious mess. I'm sorry. I'm not probably not supposed to say. You're allowed. We have the E rating on this motherfucker, of course. Sorry. So I mean, it's a glorious mess. And and you want to have. I mean, again, I'm. You want to have a Narragansett beer with you? Sure. That's. I'm. I'm down with that. You can have a Ganny with your, with your, with your beers. But I I love I love a a a coffee milk. And then you know for sure you want to finish. For sure, you want to finish with a Dell's, you know, for dessert. And you can find Dell's trucks everywhere. Um, I think you can actually get like Dell's packs if you want to make it at home, even on like Amazon. But that's not for me. It's like you got to I got the the memory of going to the green truck. You know, you get the paper cup with the stuff and it's it's just it's so good, man. It's so good. This is spectacular. And I love it sounds like there's a full like, you know, authentic Providence culinary journey. You arrive, you get to, to Haven Brothers, or you get um, over to the place for the New York system. You get them the, the, the three all the way at the New York system place. You have the coffee milk or the Gandy, depending on whether you're in the mood for a, for a coffee vibe or a beer vibe. It feels like the yeah, beer might sure. go, the Gandy might go. And then Dell's for dessert. Man, that, that, that really feels like uh, delivering the Providence goods. That's the Providence goods. And you're not, you know, that's, that's friendly for the, for the college kids. Like you're not in that for the long haul, um, depending on how many gannies you go for, but you're, <laughs> like, that's, that's your major output. But, you know, at some point you just switch from having a can to getting a keg of it uh, back at the dorm, perhaps. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the way to go. You know, that's the way to go. And, and, and a, again, you got fried clams, you got stuffies. That's another classic, classic Providence thing. Uh, you know, Rhode Island thing, stuffed clams. Is there a best place for that, for the stuffed you know, clams? You know that I, I haven't, I, I haven't had a stuffed clam in Rhode Island in a really long time. So unfortunately that's not a recommendation I can make. That's um, Okay. I, feel bad on that one um no 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 don't feel bad it's, it's not every every day that we have um james beard award winner for new york city here on on house of carbs so i want to hear about what what comes next from from wally dufresne in new york we're down at the seaport we're excited about that we're actually we're working on a diner down at the Sussury seaport so amazing that, so that um again uh, i have long really um felt like that's something that is, is slipping away. But again, I, I, I firmly believe that it's part of our contribution to the culinary landscape as, as Americans. And um, I just think it's something that, that we ought to try to uh, preserve. I mean, they're, they're slipping away, uh, you know, and, and, and particularly I think in, after how the last couple of years have been, I think it's really even more important that we try to preserve these sort of, every person type of place, you know, it doesn't matter. You can go in a ball gown or you can go in a pair of shorts and you are, are well received in the same way in a, in a, in a diner. And I think that's, that's what makes them so wonderful and so special. They're, you know, truly democratic. Um, you get, there's, there's just such great history to diners. Um, they have their own language. That's wonderful. You know, can we get two eggs over whiskey down? You're like, what the hell does that mean? You know, but, but that's fun. Like why, you know, you know why rye toast is called whiskey down once you hear it, but you're just like, oh man, it's, they have their, it's just fun. You know, restaurants have their own noise and cadence and stuff, but I think diners specifically have a really, a really great one. And they're, you know, they're sort of ground zero for hospitality. We talk a lot about hospitality in this world, but like, think about, you know, the classic waitress treating you well, 
you know, calling you a hun. She's got six pens in her hair and all this stuff. And it's like, what could be better? You know, you know, you're home at, at a diner. And I just think that, that that's what, what, again, particularly given how, how we've all sort of endured the last couple of years, I think it's, it's super fun. So we're going to be doing that down, down at the seaport. We're excited about that. Oh, that's so amazing. I mean, one of the things that has been going on in New York and it, it preceded the pandemic was the loss of that iconic coffee shop kind of experience where you could go in at any kind of time of day and, and get a patty melt or get, you know, uh, uh, an omelet or whatever. And, as, as you know, rents increased, you know, those places started diminishing. And then obviously the pandemic had to have been an accelerant. I mean, you're up there living through it. Um, so that, that sounds amazing. I have to ask, are you importing any of these Rhode Island specialties, these diner specialties up into this new spot? Yeah. I mean, we're still a ways out, so we're having a lot of fun deciding where, where we're going to go, but for sure there will be some visits back, back to Rhode Island. We will definitely go, you know, I haven't been to New Haven and to Haven brothers in a bit. That'll be super fun to go check them out. Um, and, and again, there are a lot of great, great diners in, in New England in general. Um, Providence has its, certainly has its share. New York has, has used to have a lot. There used to be 7,000 diners in New York, you know, and now there's a handful literally. Um, but that's, that's a fun process, but for sure we'll, we'll be playing around with, with all sorts of stuff. You know, again, the, the, the menus of diners are rich with what one one problem with diners the menu can be really long you know diners can have everything you can think of but when you start to sort of pare them down and and, and there's some real gems in there things like frosted meatloaf what the hell is frosted meatloaf right well that's meatloaf with a layer of mashed potato on it um that you then kind of torch you know and almost like a baked alaska type thing and i just oh, imagine wow. like a cross-section of bull, delicious meatloaf with like a, a wrapped with a ring of mashed potato and but just the idea like i, I mean it either sounds d- disgusting or really glorious but i'm like i'm definitely having the frosted meatloaf you know what <laughs> I mean? like that that you know i don't know there's just a lot of fun stuff like that so for sure we will be be doing some boondoggles up to Providence to, to gain some inspiration for sure. Absolutely amazing. Wiley Dufresne, thank you so much for coming on House of Carbs. You've given us a lot to think about with Providence, Rhode Island. Um, it's going to be a, a, a tough one. I, I, I have a feeling, well, I'm not, I'm not going to hedge it. I don't want to say one way or the other whether it's going to advance. I will just say that, that you know, it was inspirational that, that Providence College made it all the way into the Sweet 16. So, um, Odds are looking good for for, for Providence uh, moving on. But thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, guys. Thanks very much for having me. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons.
All right, my taste buds. We have an old hungry homie of ours currently playing for the Detroit Pistons. But for our purposes, in the first place, an extremely underrated belly buddy. This gentleman has an extensive and exquisite food background. He has been on House of Carbs before. Kelly Olenek, welcome back to House of Carbs. Appreciate it. So, Kelly, Kelly O, the very first question I have for you, buddy. When is the Olenek Guide to Sushi in America coming out? Because when we were together in Washington a couple years ago, you were just rattling them off. All the best sushi spots across the country. I know. You know what? I need to... uh... I need to publish something. I need to get something out there because a lot of people ask me. So, you know, it's coming. But you know what's the crazy thing is like the list is like, I mean, obviously ever changing, but since yes. COVID, I mean, there might be like a little bit of a revamp because, you know, some stuff changes, closes, right. opens. Um, yeah. So I got to get back on that. You know what? That's going to be my, my off season venture. Um, <laughs> well, if you, if you're looking by the house of carbs. There we go. I was going to say, if you need like a, a spot to park this thing, we've got some some space on the internet, I'm sure. Yeah, and you, know you can, we, might be. we can pop out some YouTubes, you know, Kelly yeah. in, the, in the Pacific Northwest, Kelly down South. I mean, we talked about Miami Sushi and you were you were on it. Now, on it. for the purposes of this conversation, we are going to take you back to the Pacific Northwest and we want to talk about your time at Gonzaga. We are doing here this underrated college food town examination and exploration. And me and, and, and my culinary consigliere, Craig Holbeck, the producer on the ones and the twos here joining us on the show, we have a little bit of an orientation when it comes to Gonzaga and Spokane, but neither one of us have spent any, any time there. So right. you were there from 2009 to 2013, right? I was. And, and how many times have you been back since you're since you graduated? Oh man, uh, I mean, probably more than you can count. Probably. Yeah. So you, do you go back like every year? I try to. Um, you know, obviously when you know COVID was it was tougher, and like you know when the summers got busy playing for the national team and stuff, it's tougher. Um, but I would say I've gone back a handful of times at least, five or six. Um, so we're going to start off. We have a little scattering report. I know that that makes sense to you. Uh, as a a hoops dude. So Craig, the the culinary consigliere is going to give a little bit of just what we've gleaned, our own research, and then get your reaction. Then we're going to walk it through. We want the Olenek expertise to hook us up with this thing. So so, uh, culinary consigliere, Craig, you got the mic. All right. Yeah, this is my cursory research on Spokane and the Gonzaga food scene. So it seems as though, according to my research, Spokane, pretty pretty decent foodie scene. Fried chicken, Thai food, pho, African food, Italian food. But I wanted to get into some of the restaurants here in the in the Logan neighborhood area. Okay. Um, and I want you to tell me, you know, if if these are legit or not. So here are kind All of the top spots that my research uh, yielded. All right. So we got Wolfie's, kind of a fifties diner. Yeah, I think it closed though. Oh, oh my God. A pandemic closing? I think so. Cause I was just back there for all-star break and, uh, I watched the game and stuff and I went by and then I was like, what happened to Wolfie's? And they're like, I think it closed in the, during the pandemic, but that was a spot. Like that was like your like, literally fifties diner. Like, you know, those red stools that are built into the floor, yeah. sitting around a bar, no, no real tables, maybe a couple tables on the outside, but like 
the white with the light pink and blue diners light up sign. You go there, they're pressing the burgers on the thing, butter yeah. the buns. Like that's, that's a spot. Yeah. They used to have this thing. It was called like the big bad wolf. I think it was like a pound burger. And, uh, yeah, it was like, that's, that's the, you know, long Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, big bad wolf in college. Right <laughs> what, was your, what was your go-to at that spot? Was it the I big mean, bad wolf? I like the big bad wolf. I mean, a lot of people were like a du- double, a double cheeseburger, a double. Or whatever, okay. like yeah. the the go to. But uh, yeah, that was that was a solid spot. That was right on the corner in campus, right across from the the local watering hole, Jack and Dan's. That's on the list as well. All right, let me rattle through a couple more, and you tell me what All stands right. out. We got Calico Kitchen, which is a breakfast spot. We Calico have D- Kitchen. It's solid. Yeah, okay. they, they, it's a solid spot. We have a, uh, a place called Noli Brewhouse, which used to be called, it was rebranded in 2012. So right as you were leaving, it used to be the Northern Lights Brewery. Yeah. And they call it Noli now, right? Oh, no. Yes, correct. Noli Brewery, um, yeah. which apparently is a cool spot. And then they got Logan Tavern. We got Jack and Dan's, which was used to be owned by John Stockton's dad, Jack Stockton. Yeah. Um, Flying Goat Pizza. Uh, Flying Goat's Delish. all right. Okay. I went there once. It's like kind of artesian pizzas. Um, it's kind of in the middle of a neighborhood. Um, random spot, but people, it's, it's like people like, that's like a, like a first date. Like, can't you go to like flying goat? <laughs> uh, all right. And then a couple more, we got Logan Tavern, which used to be, uh, the place that housed the bulldog tavern. Okay. Uh, if you know that, and then apparently the place to take your parents, if you know, everyone, every college kid's on a limited budget. If your parents come, True. they take you to a place called Clover. Clover. Don't know that. Nah, I don't know if I've been to Clover. Okay. All right. What did I miss? Okay. So, I mean, there's some good spots. I mean, you know, back, I mean, back in college, it's like, like you said, every college kid, you're on a budget. You're not really, you know, you're not going to like clinker dagger, which is kind of like the state, the steakhouse looking over the river. Oh, beautiful. Nice. I mean, if your parents are footing the bill, like, yeah, like clinker dagger, that's, that's rock. Um, or there's another place, a seafood place called Anthony's, which I think might be a chain out in the Northwest, but it's like overlooking the river too. But, um, so those are like a little up, upscale ones. I don't even know if it's still there, but there was a place called Milf- Milford's back in the day that like when we had recruits, like that's where like you would take them to Milford's, like the amazing dinner, um, that kind of stuff. But Lately. Oh no, Milford's is permanently closed. God, the pandemic is just killing yeah, everything. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't think it was open still because I hadn't heard much about it when I went back. But there's a new place called like City, like City Spoke or something. It's like right downtown. And I'm a, I don't know. I went to it um, when I was back, actually. Did well, you I, see I, it? He, he, he's, he's scoping right now. But let me ask you, as, as a, a sushi Wooden expert, city, maybe. And, any sushi spot for you? Yeah. Okay. So me and like one of my roommates, his name was Bobby Allen. He was like, uh, like one of my best friends there. We used to have sushi Sunday cause we'd always get Sundays off cause you play Thursday, Saturday. Right. So we used to do sushi Sunday and we would go to like a different sushi restaurant every Sunday. So it was like, we, we hit them all. Um, like sushi.com downtown was like one of the original sushi spots in Spokane. It was solid. They used to have this spot Ichiban, which did all you can eat sushi at lunch. Oh God. It was $8. And this is the crazy thing that you could get it to go. All you can eat to go. And we were like, what? This is crazy. It was like eight ninety five. So they would, it would be all you can eat. And you get like these two boxes and you can stuff them as hard as you want like to go. For I would be worried about $9 all you can eat sushi to go. 
Yeah, but you're, you're, you're here. You're talking about it. When you're in college, it's that the it's the move. Um, <laughs> they used to have this place downtown. It was called in the mall. Oh man, I forget the name. It was it was in the uh, the mall downtown. It was a sushi spot. Anyway, it was a conveyor belt sushi spot. Oh yeah, oh, where yeah. they make it, put on the conveyor belt. You take off the conveyor belt. We go there sometimes, and then um, so we went there like one time, and I was t- I, like, I asked to speak to the manager, right? And I was, Uh-oh. Let me talk to your manager, because like at the end of the close at nine, right? They would throw all this sushi out. I'm like, yo, let me talk to your manager. The manager comes over. Is sir, is there a problem? Like, no, but I got a, a you know, a proposition for you. Nine o'clock comes. You guys are throwing all this sushi out. This is what you got to do. You either got to make it like, you know, like all you can eat or not all you can eat or like you got to do something like after like, you know, the last half an hour, like, like, uh, you know, you could fill up a box like to go or something for a certain price or something like that, or, or make it discounted, like half off, you know, the last half hour, um, whatever. Um, just cause you guys are throwing all this out anyway. Right. So you gotta like, you know, and then anyway, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks sir. Blah, 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 and whatever we leave two weeks later, we go back 50% off <laughs> the last half hour. <laughs> if you take it to go. So they give you a box and, and it's 50% off from eight 30 to nine. I'm like, yo, hey. I couldn't get any cre- Like what? I- I was just going to say, why didn't he call that the Kelly O special? It's not like he he didn't know who you were. It right, wasn't exactly. like there was a lot of seven-footers walking around. You're, you're, you're a distinguishable Crazy. brother. I mean, come on. I know. So that was a cool spot there. They had a spot called Raw. It was it, it was like the Wave and then Raw. Anyway, they had solid sushi, but they had this huge sushi roll. It's like probably like the size of your arm. Like So they had this roll called like Godzilla or something. It was probably like this thing, like the, the, it was probably the circumference of a baseball. Oh, one piece, <laughs> everything in there, tuna, salmon, crab, <laughs> shrimp, whatever, like cucumber, avocado, whatever rolled up. And then, so it was called the Godzilla and it was probably like a pound and a half, two pounds for one roll. It was huge. So then they had this competition. It was called, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what it was called now, but it was like a challenge, like, like the triple Godzilla or something. So it was like three of them. But what happened was when you got it, they rolled it up and it got progressively, each piece was spicier from like no spice all the way to like- it's like hot ones. Yeah, look at this innovation. (laughs) Yeah, the last one was ghost pepper, the last piece. And it was crazy. And if you finish it all, it was free. Um, And? I I mean, I tried to do it once, but it was was a lot of food. (laughs) Only once. I got really close once. Uh, I had like three pieces left, but- yeah, it got which, which which got you first, the heat or the volume of the food? Uh, the volume. It, it was, was too much. It, it was like too much food. Pounds, six pounds of sushi. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. It was a lot. It was a lot. That's that's like you know that's the yeah. reverse of the whale eating you. You eating the yeah. whale. It's, it's just too much. So that 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 sushi spot was all right. And then there was a couple you know up uptown that were all right. I mean, it was like, but they would like pop up and then not. You know what I mean? So it's like we would go to a different ones, and then you know my homie. Bobby would be like, yo, there's a new one, like, you know, up on the South Hill. We got to go. All right. Sunday, we there. But it was, it was pretty fun. Um, so so was- I, the reason we're asking you about it is because our expectation is that even though it's not Seattle, it's close enough to Seattle that you still get all that beautiful Pacific Northwest um, fish, right? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, and now they have a place there called UMI, which is in a spot called Kendall Yards. 
So Kendall Yards is like a, a new upcoming area that is like very hip, has like, you know, a couple of like wine bars, like a Mexican restaurant that's pretty good, you know, a breakfast spot, um, like like a bunch of new like condo complexes, like little apartment buildings. It's kind of like has a good view overlooking the the river. It didn't used to be there when I went to school. It's just like it's newer, and that's where all like okay. the new younger people who like work in Spokane, like you you, you wouldn't really necessarily live there if you're if you're going to Gonzaga because it's probably like, you know, a little bit away from maybe like five eight minutes away from campus. But beautiful spot. They got a sushi place there called Umi um, that does a really good job. Bunch of like nice rolls, um, good food. Uh, and they have like a upstairs spot with a sushi bar. And then they have a downstairs that's like, uh, has a more like lounge upscale feel. It's pretty cool. What was like your post game meal? What, w- what would the team could do after they ate, after you had a home game? Like, where would you go after practice? Like, what was like the, the post workout food? I mean, you're in college, right? So like we would get like pizza after the game or something. <laughs> I don't know. We used to go to Taco Bell nonstop. Like that well, like, yeah, yeah you're, you're on a college budget. How was the dorm food? Like, what about the food that the the school itself, you know, pull, pulled out for you? Was it was it because the schools, you know, have gotten so much better about that? It's been yeah. So like when I was there, like you had they call it the COG, which I think stood for like Center of Gonzaga, um, and it was like a, they had a cafeteria in there, and it was all right. I mean, like you know, coming from Canada, like you go there and they have like an international station, like a regular station, a breakfast spot, like, like inside they have like a bunch of different stations, but now you go, they, so they knocked it down. They knocked it. When I left, they knocked it down and they built like this new, like student union building with like, it's got like a bar restaurant in it. And then it's got the cafeteria and on the rooftop of the cafeteria, they're growing their own lettuce and stuff. It's crazy now. I mean, now they're on like, they're on turbo time now doing like they got everything. Um, they got a pizza oven in there. I don't know what they're doing now. It's like, you guys are spoiled. Well, that's it. The kids are very demanding. You know, the, 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 the entire food world has, has, you know, been really democratized with, uh, right. Instagram and Twitter. We all know what good food looks like and tastes like we have uh, access to it. You know, if we're yeah. fortunate enough to have access to it, every, everybody's got to, uh, up their game. I want to know where you, not Taco Bell, because we are, I, I take that for like, yes, where would uh, you go with so your like own there's money? Like, there's probably three or four spots that we'd really frequent. Like, we love this spot. Um, it was like, you know, a few blocks up Division. Division is like the main road that runs through Spokane. Goes from all the way from like Spokane Valley down into downtown. Um so it was a few blocks away, uh, probably like six blocks from campus. There's a place called Fovon or Favon, P-H-O-V-A-N. Yeah. And the most amazing pho soup I've ever had in my life. I still think it's the best. They have a duck, a duck soup. It's like a duck noodle soup with an amazing broth, duck chopped up in there. And then, I mean, you get like some like, I would get that. I would get lemongrass uh, lemongrass chili beef. Oh, like amazing. Sliced beef, marinated oh. lemongrass and chili served over rice with some cucumbers and stuff. It's like a Vietnamese spot. And then they have like the fresh spring rolls and stuff. And that was like the go-to, like they used to have, so you would get a huge bowl of duck soup and it would be eight ninety nine. And you're like, okay, this is amazing. I went back now and they like up their prices. I think it's like thirteen ninety nine now. 
still fifteen dollars for that. Like you're like, okay, I'm I'm taking that every day. So that was one. The Vietnamese spot, Phovan, it was amazing. We would go there all the time. Second spot we would go to is um a Hawaiian grill. It's called Aloha. Yeah, it was like a little shack, but um it was probably like eight minutes from campus. You had to drive a little bit. Um, but it was a uh, yeah, Hawaiian food. So you would get like uh, your choice of meat. Um, the best thing there is garlic chicken. It's like a like kind of this meat marinated in this like uh, or like they kind of fry it and then marinate it in like a soy garlic, like teriyaki kind of sauce. Mm. Amazing. And then they serve it with rice and macaroni salad. But you can get like Kahlua pork or like chicken teriyaki or whatever you want. But the garlic chicken by far is the best. Or they had like a dynamite chicken or something that was like in a fire sauce, uh, like a hot sauce. It was that was solid, but the garlic chicken, if you're going to go get the garlic chicken with the mac salad and rice, it's amazing. And that'll run you like 12 bucks, 10 bucks. That's like a, that's like college meal right there. Aloha. Yeah, done. It's called Aloha Island Grill. Amazing. And, um, what else do we go to? Sub shop. It was called subdivision. We used to call it sub D. It was, uh, that was <laughs> and it was gotta like have a, a, gotta have a sub shop. Yeah. I gotta have a sub shop, local spot, you know, good bread. They cut it like shave the the meat right there like yeah i used to get the like turkey avocado the lettuce tomato they put the oil and vinegar on there but it, that was like an old school spot i used to have like you know pictures of gonzaga on the wall but like there would be buckets in the middle of the floor because the roof was leaking that's college that's college yeah, like you just go in there get your sub ha- have a good time yeah it's, it's that's a good spot too so i mean those are three that we went to you know, all the time. We used to go to a spot um, called Atalanos, which is like a, a Mexican spot, but it's kind of like a fast food Mexican spot. I mean, I don't know if it's a, it might be a chain, um, but we used to get a chimichanga, like a deep fried burrito with like sour cream guac, all this stuff. And it was like five bucks. I mean, yeah, that, yeah that's that was a good spot too. Um, Perfect college staple. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's like a bunch of like small spots like that that were just like, great i mean for us so so we're we're uh pushing towards the close here if somebody was coming if i was coming i haven't been to spokane if i'm coming to spokane um what is the one place that you would send me to go to go try what's the place you would send me to see that's funny because people always ask me that about any city and i'm like well what do you like what do you eat you sure. know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. going to send you to a sushi spot. You don't like sushi. I'm not going to send you to, like, for me, it's like, when I went back, I was like, okay, I got to go to the faux spot because, like, that spot is unreal. Um, and then, you know, that, that would say, like, if you don't, if you like Vietnamese food and you like duck, I would say you got to try this duck noodle soup. It's the best soup I've ever had in my life. And, you know, I'm a duck person, so I'm like, you, you got to try it. If you, if you like duck, I would say you got to go there. If you are like a teriyaki chicken and rice person, like that kind of, I would say go to Aloha for sure. Um, if you're, you know, you like sushi, that kind of stuff. I mean, Umi is great. Um, like I said, that city, it's called Wooden City Grill or something like that downtown. If you're like more of like a, you know, a, you want to like an upscale restaurant to take your family or something. Then go, I think it's called Wooden City Grill. I, I would yeah, say Yeah, there. Wooden City Spokane. Yeah. Wooden City Spokane. Okay. Yeah. Do you see the menu? They they make like wood wood fire pizzas there. I think um, that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, like, well, those, those are spots that I would say, but then again, I'm not that's there, right. there recently. So I got it. Um, that, that would be I my w- vibe. As as a person that has eaten not just all over these fi- these great United States, but also all across Canada, and 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 honestly, let's let, let's just put it. Out. I mean, internationally, you're you're right. a man of of a international myth, and and your your belly has been everywhere. The fact that you have extolled the virtues of the duck fa, this is the thing, the duck soup. I really feel like that might be the item, fa van. The duck soup at Favan. Kelly yeah. Olenek is telling us that's your spot. That's your dish. If you're in Spokane, Washington, my hungry homies, that's the way we're going to get down. Kelly O, I yeah. mean, is there anything else to say? Nah, I mean, that's that's it. Kelly O, always a pleasure. You have a standing invitation to come on the House of Carbs all times. Thanks for helping us with this munch madness. Appreciate y'all. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, see money this is an incredible challenge because we have two absolute heavyweights going head to head here. We have Spokane, Washington in the form of Kelly Olenek's experience eating at Gonzaga against the world-class chef Wiley Dufresne, who gave us an incredible backstory to the origin of the diner. Had no idea. In the United States of America. So food-wise, what we have going on here is the pho, the duck soup from pho van in Spokane, because that sounded like the thing that Kelly was most passionate about, up against this incredible meal of hot dogs with celery salt and either a coffee milk or a Narragansett beer, and then you finish it off with Adele's frozen lemonade. Which way are you leaning? First of all, two, I was very impressed with these cities, uh, very under-discussed, especially me from California. Never heard much about Spokane, never heard much about the food scene in Providence. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, on both counts for how great these cities sounded. But listen, I'm an old soul. I love a diner. I'm a traditionalist. I, we need to save the diner. As Wiley said, you know, there used to be 7,000 in New York. Now there's a handful. I want to hold on to that. And I want to I want to bite into a pork dog with some celery salt on it. I mean, I had never even heard of this until 20 minutes ago. Even the Dell's frozen lemonade. It all sounds so new and fun and classic and American. And I, I, just, I have to go with Providence. 
I, I am going to join you, and it really is because of the sense of place and the scent, the experience of eating those dogs with with the beer. Plus, you know, just the the environs that your your mind's eye can can picture, right? And I especially lucky enough to have diners throughout my college experience. Worcester had a great uh, um, diner scene during my time up there, and and Wiley's description of it, it really just evokes that whole you know the experience of the waitress calling you hun, oh, and you yeah. get a coffee as soon as you sit down, but then you you get the dogs and the, the coffee milk comes out or the Narragansett. And then you just plow through and, and the pop of those. I've just, I, I, I've never had it, but I can taste it almost. That's how, how good it is and how, um, what a solid job Wiley did. Providence, Rhode Island, congratulations. You made it to the Sweet 16. You're making it to the final four here <coughs> on House of Carbs, Munch Madness. The final fork. The final fork. Congratulations. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.